Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast. It's all connected. Everything. And welcome to episode 108 of It's All Connected. We are lean and mean tonight. Uh, this is Russ, and with me is Daryl Taylor. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You are uh, desperately trying to not get uh, buried in snow. Yes. Yes. Uh, that is not something in New York that we'd like. Yeah. Meanwhile, no in Texas, it's almost 80 degrees today and will be tomorrow. Oh, man. Man, I don't even know what the sun feels like when it's <laughs> compared it. to it. Not when it's heat on it. You just, I see the sun. It just don't feel any heat. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, un, uh, yeah. Late, late uh, snowfall for you in a in a mild mild winter for us down here this year. We had a, we had a couple days that were real that were pretty cold, like like right around freezing, and then uh, and then that's about it. So. Right it's around been, freezing. Yeah, right around freezing. <laughs> Barely touching freezing. Yeah. That's nothing. That's just called Tuesday. That's not around freezing. Yeah, yeah. Our warm is is when it's fifty. We're like, why is it so hot? <laughs> what is going on with the season? Yeah. This has been your it's all connected weather report for episode one hundred eight. That's right. Um, not too much news, so we're gonna do. We're gonna catch up on Agents of Shield. So we're gonna do three episodes of Agents of Shield. We're gonna do one episode of Luke Cage, um, and hopefully, if we can get back on track next week, then we'll we'll probably triple up on Luke Cage to not fall too far behind because uh, it ties into our first news story, but vastly approaching uh, is Iron Fist, and we got like a first real. We got two things. We got a first real trailer for Iron Fist. That came out that gave us some story details, not just kind of some cryptic stuff, you know, that, that we saw that in that early, early teaser. Um, and then we got this, uh, what, what I guess is like the first footage that we got, not really a trailer, but footage yeah. of Colleen Wing in the octagon, uh, fighting these two guys. And, uh, Oof. yeah. What a fight. Yeah. And I like that it isn't just, martial arts like she's no. it's not just like okay i'm gonna stand here and just do kung fu stuff i mean this mm-hmm. was more like mma kind yeah of stuff. exactly what it was yeah uh, so i'm really looking forward to 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 what that's gonna bring with and see and it looks like she's gonna be pretty integral to to danny's what cause what you know whatever's going on because i mean we right. see uh you know the trailer just kind of showed danny obviously coming back Going into his company and uh, had to take out the two the two guards that didn't know who he was as he gets in the elevator <laughs> and goes up to the top floor. But um, yeah, so it, it it definitely sounds like you know there's a flashback. So it looks like instead of in the comics where his parents were they were climbing the mountain, it looks like they were in a plane crash and then uh and then the you know and then Danny survives the plane crash and goes mm-hmm. to Kunlun but but they're going full bore i mean they definitely he definitely mentions Kunlun being trained right uh, they show a lot right. more of the iron fist stuff you know where he has the glowing fist and uh punches stuff and it explodes so 
It looks good. It looks good. A lot of they showed a lot of fighting. Uh, a lot of fighting. So I take yeah, that as a good it, sign. It had that. Um, I, I yeah, I did like that. It had that that MMA fight. Like uh, it just was. It was nice to see the fight because it just. Um, it's not one of those things where uh, when it, when there's like a woman fighting a big dude. And you don't have it. Sometimes they're in TV that like she's hitting him and then he's automatically falling down and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work that way. That's no. not really how uh, you take down somebody who's bigger than you. So I like how even when they, uh, you know, in the hits that she was giving them, they were in, in places that I don't care how big you are. It can still take you down like knees. Yeah. Neck. Um, she was hitting points, you know, pressure points. I mean, that's, it really looks like whoever, uh, choreographs the fights, they actually know what a real fight is like. Yeah. With somebody. Yeah. It, def- it definitely had that feel to it. And, and it wasn't too like she was just standing there dishing out the blows and not getting hit. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that was kind of cool to see. I mean, not that it's cool to see a woman get, get her ass kicked, but, no. but, for it to be realistic, like, you know, that right. she, you know, she's not going to just sit there and just, you know, take out two dudes without breaking a sweat that she's mm-hmm. having to work for it. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. So the choreography yeah. and everything looks really solid. So, and the iron, what did you think of the iron fist effect? Uh, I love, I, I, very orange. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of orange. Yeah. I guess I'm waiting to see more. Th- that's a hard thing to pull off. Um, yeah. I guess I kind of like it because it it feels like it's coming from the inside, mm-hmm. and that it's not just like a, like a swirly kind of thing, like almost like he's conjuring magic. Right. This almost it feels lo- it's coming from the inside out, not the outside. He's not like conjuring something from the outside to assist him. So it looked like to me it, it had that look like um, for people that have ever watched the Batman Beyond cartoon. The villain, remember? His, oh, his yeah. His body's yeah. irradiated. Yes. That radiation coming from the end. It's mm-hmm, like glowing. Mm-hmm. His bones are glowing. It, it had that kind of look to it to me. Yeah. Yeah, because when they do close-up, it's almost like an x-ray. You could kind of see the, the bones beneath it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I think it can make for some really cool cinematography where they could do mm-hmm. that in a dark room. Or a dark space and it could, it could come off, you know, just kind of lighting the way. So I'm, I'm curious to see if it, if he only does it when he's about to use it or if he calls it up. Right. And, and can, and can do other things with it. So. Right. Cause in the comic, I mean, he can use that to heal him. Like there's so mm-hmm. many different, the recent use, you know, yes. the recent, uh, origins of the Iron Fist, uh, abilities is that he can, you know, and heal himself and, um, you know, you do little, you like the, it was almost like the force. Yeah. Yeah. The way that they did. And I, I, I would be very surprised if they don't keep to that because it's such a recent origin thing. And they've done that a lot. They take for a lot from the, from the more recent origins. Uh, and it's, and it was so cinematic anyway, the way that it was, he was his, uh, origin and power was yeah kind of redefined. Yeah, we got the the other thing we got. There's it looked like there's quite a bit of Madame Gal, so yeah, this is definitely yeah. tying into the stuff we saw of her in Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like Danny had the um, uh, 
the little packet, you know, with the drugs that Madame Gao was peddling had the, right. had the symbol on there. So they showed Danny looking at that and obviously uh, uh, understood what that was. Uh, looked like quite a bit of Claire, which, again, we kind of knew that, that Claire was going to be a part of this. Oh, yeah. There was a funny bit at the end of the trailer where he says, like... I forget what he says. Like I'm, I'm a living weapon or something like that. And she's like, okay, and <laughs> like, right. given what all she's seen, like that doesn't impress her. Uh, so I thought that was that was cool. Um, yeah, it looked like that'll be his. Uh, that she's somebody that probably uses mystic arts, you know, for a lot of stuff. So that I, I could see that being his, um, his moment. You know, the, when uh, Bruce Lee gets to the last guy, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the boss, and it's not that easy to beat the boss. <laughs> when you yeah. get up to that level, so I can see that being his um, his uh, uh, really difficult opponent. Um, and it, I think this, I think this will be if it if the if it looks like what the trailers are. I think this will really be something that'll be the most comic booky, yeah, of all the Netflix shows so far. Yeah, because everything is pretty has been pretty grounded. I mean, mm-hmm. as funny as that sounds, but nothing really. I mean, I guess we touched on it a little bit in Daredevil season two, with more than anything. Yeah, else. with the hand and and some of the stuff going on with Stick. Mm-hmm. But even that was fairly toned down. Like it wasn't right. it wasn't really really right. out there. Um, and I think this is so. I think they've been kind of easing us into it, and I think this is going to just plant both feet on the in the in that pool. So yeah, I think so too. This this will be the thing, and then we'll get hit with uh, defenders, which is really be superhero like. Yeah. Uh, when we see that in action. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Big time. Um, staying on the trailer front, we got a new the suit. There was a Super Bowl spot for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Not much to really say. Uh, you know, it wasn't even like I don't. I wouldn't even call it a trailer. I think it was like a minute not really. long. It was. It was less Not than really. a minute. Uh, yeah. A lo- lot of yelling. Uh, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> yes. Um, a lot of yelling. It looks like we're slowly getting some hints as to the soundtrack because I, I guess in this one there was that Fleetwood Mac sound um, song, right? Uh, right. That was in there. So no Thanos. That's the no. director saying there will yeah. be no Thanos. Yeah, there's no Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be focused mainly on Gamora and her brother and her sisters, uh, their relationship, and not too much on Thanos. Yeah, and then we got the first look at Ayesha, who is mm-hmm. um, a lot of it, it is kind of ties to Adam Warlock. So there's there's a lot of right. talk about that. Um, and the the lady that plays her, I forget her actual name, but she's the one. It, I don't know if you saw the night, but did you see the night manager that, um, I didn't finish all the episodes, but I did see some of them. Yeah. So she was, uh, she was the main character, the love interest, uh, in that show. That's, that's who that, uh, actress is, is playing. So, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. So again, not, not much to say there. There's a lot of speculation, I guess. Uh, Hasbro released out their Spider-Man line for the movie. So. Uh, the, a couple, a few of the figures that came that they're showing, not much real. I mean, everything we've seen. The biggest thing is, I guess, there's an Iron Man figure that's a part of that set that has. Uh, it looks a lot like the Ultimate version, where there's a lot of gray. Um, the, the the main part of the body is gray. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the legs are gray, and then it's the the red and the gold on the upper part of the torso, kind of like the ultimate version had. Uh, so people are speculating that Tony's going to get a new set of armor for this one, which I, I don't know. I mean, we saw that little bit in the trailer at the very end, but sometimes with these toys, they use it as an opportunity to... Like, not every, even when they base it on a movie, not every toy in the line is, is a movie version of, of the figures. I mean, they, no, they, they did that before. Yeah. When, when we had Iron Man 1 and then we had, uh, when they got to, um, Avengers, I think they had other, before Avengers came out, I think there were like other armors that went with it. And they, everybody assumed, oh, these are all going to be in yeah. the, and it really w- and it really wasn't and then they threw it in Iron Man 3 cuz it was like we could we might as well yeah. you know like they they kind of threw all the armor in but it wasn't but it wasn't a particular movie that they're going to do that for and i don't think it is for this one either yeah they they always throw a car- a comic version of uh of a few characters in with the set cuz it's usually like um it, it's so it's a build a figure so the build a figure i guess is the vulture uh, and mm-hmm. so it's usually five to six that do the build a figure. And then there's usually like a variant or two that are thrown in there. So there's usually like six to eight of them that are, that are in there. And it looks like there's like two Spider-Mans and then there's, um, there, there's the Iron Man. And then there was, I forget what else was in with that too. The fully covered are the ones that they kind of throw an extra suit yeah. in for. Like they really can't do it with the other. Yeah. The other uh, figured uh, characters, but they can get away with it with like you know Spider Man and yeah Iron Man for especially in War Machine. Maybe they'll throw something in there. Or... Yeah, yeah, but it's pretty cool. I mean, the Build a Figure mm-hmm. looks pretty pretty impressive because it's got those wide wings and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's been it... pretty cool. Oh, they love it. I've that figure. Oh, I forgot which figure they called it, but it had like so many pieces. For the Iron Man one, like if they anything, did. I think they love it. They love Iron Man because they could do so much. With yeah, the, the for the Iron Man three, it was like they did the um, they did the um, the Hulkbuster was the one that mm-hmm. that they built, and then they did uh, the biggest one they did was for Age of Ultron. They they did an Avengers line for that, and it was the Hulkbuster, yeah. and that was I think like it, like the torso was two pieces alone, and then. Yep. Uh, cause I, I ended up getting all those. It's a, it's a really cool build a figure, um, for the for that six inch line. So yeah, the figures look great. Iron Man figures are like almost the yeah. best because yeah. they're so, uh, because of the different armors that you can use. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it works so well. Spider-Man too. Like when you, you yeah. don't have to worry about faces, you don't have to worry about all that. It, yeah. Yeah. It definitely look, it, yeah, it definitely looks better. Um, and then multiple, they typically have multiple heads. Like you can, mm-hmm. you know, usually on the Iron Man, there's the one with Tony with the mask up and, and of stuff course, like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. Um, and the last piece is it looks like this Runaways show is going full bore. Uh, they Hulu has greenlit it completely to series, so it's not even something that they're just going to do a pilot and let it lay. They're going, they're going straight to series with it. Um, right. And a ton of casting announcements have come out. They, they announced the main cast who, honestly, I'm not familiar with any of these actors, but was, what was interesting is all the characters are part of the actual comic book version of the runaways. I mean, they all, they all correspond. So, um, I'll, I'll just run through these real quick. Uh, <clears throat> looks like Renzi Feliz is Alex Wilder. 
Lyrica Okano is Nico Minoru. Uh, Virginia Gardner is Carolina Dean. Ariella Barrer is Gert, Gertrude Yorks. Greg Sulkin is Chase Stein. And Allegra Acosta is Molly Hernandez, which <clears throat> she, in the, in the, in the runaway, she's the only one that has a slight change. Like, I forget what her name, it, it wasn't Molly Hernandez, it was Molly something else. Um, but she was a mutant. So I wonder if that's just a case where they can't use her because, you know, they have to make a slight change because she's technically the only mutant that was on the team. So they, they may, they may be making a slight change. So, like I said, I'm not familiar with any of these actors or actresses. Uh, my guess is e- either they're they're complete unknowns, mm-hmm. or they're probably you know like I don't know maybe they were in some kind of Disney thing or Nickelodeon show or something like that. Um, I'll I'll do a little more research into yeah. them, but but which I expected. I, I yeah. expected it to be full of like Disney like actor, you know, actors. Yeah. They have to be that young and stuff. So yeah, um, and then on the They've announced all like the parents too, mm-hmm. um, and and again a lot of kind of unknown actresses. I'm not really familiar with two of them or too many of them. A few of them uh, are are fairly famous. I mean, uh, James Marsters is is and Kevin Weisman are are two of the big ones. Uh, Marsters, of course, played a Spike on Buffy, mm-hmm. and Kevin Weisman, who was like the computer tech guy on Alias. I don't know if you ever watched Alias. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so he, he was good in that. And then the other one that I noticed is Annie Wershing, who she was on, she was on 24. She was on this for a couple seasons of 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's, she's really good too. Um, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so these are kind of like all the evil parents that have been, that have been cast. Uh, on the show so a lot of casting announcements like i said for them going straight to series that's a that's a pretty big deal the uh, the the other thing is the uh is cloak and dagger so they finally yep. cast cloak and dagger for freeform right uh, and it looks like uh, olivia holt and aubrey joseph mm-hmm. um got cast in those roles so uh it looks like it's kind of full steam ahead um, yeah he's really i did the the uh, the one that plays Dagger, I mean, uh, Cloak, he, uh, he's on, he's been in like an HBO film. He was in Night of show. If you ever yeah, saw that, yeah. he was in Run All Night, that Liam Neeson show that I've always keep watching the beginning to the middle and I never finish it. <laughs> um, but it was, he's in that, he hasn't been, he doesn't have a lot of, uh, credits and she not much different. Um, she didn't have a lot of acting credits either. Uh, a lot of TV stuff. Yeah. yeah and- she did some uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. That's She played Spider-Girl. Yeah. And given these shows are going to have a relatively modest budget, it doesn't yeah. surprise me too much that they're going a little light on the big name actors, actress front. Right. Um, and, they're, and they're casting younger folks. I mean, 19, 20 year olds that are going to play. You know, sixteen, seventeen year old. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So that'll be. I think production for both of those is. I think the the cloak and dagger is about ready to get underway. I guess they're right. going. It's going to be in New Orleans. I think is where they're filming cloak and dagger, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they're getting ready to gear up on that. Uh, the other thing to mention on the Runaways is uh, they signed up Brian K. Vaughn as an executive consultant, which again, an, another 
um, plus for that because Brian K. Vaughn was the original writer kind of slash creator of the Runaways for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, since they're using the actual characters from the book, at least the first volume of the book, and bringing him in, that's uh, that's all yeah. good news. So yeah, since he created these characters, I mean, that's his. He, he did. I mean, he wouldn't. You know, he knows more than anybody else. Yeah. What their voice is like, because it's funny, because in the comics, no one else been, has been able to continue that book. Like they've had multiple writers on that book after he left, yeah, and it just, none didn't. of them hit. Yeah. It was Except kind of, for him. Yeah, it was kind of a weird, like, I don't know. And I mean, the trades do well. And it, it, they even did for, I think the first two volumes, didn't they do those? They did them for a while. Um, like those pocket sized. Yeah. He wanted it. Editions. He wanted it done that way. Yeah. Like a man, he wanted it a manga style. Yeah. For, yeah. The, for the kids. And, uh, so they did it that style. They did. Yeah. It, it stayed in, it had stayed in print. Like it has done multiple printings for that you know regular that i think they even have a hardcover oh yeah that, i read it way back when um i actually got it from the library i i pulled out uh the hardcover from that i need to look on the unlimited app i need to go reread it because i read the first volume and i didn't read mm-hmm. any of the rest of it um and it was it was pretty good it was a really cool concept i mean just the whole you know concept of kids finding out their parents are super villains um, yeah and yeah. decided to to take off was was a cool concept. It so. had a if I would say of any of the the Marvel books, it was the closest to a Teen Titans in terms of like the original Marvel Wolfman Teen Titans, right? With right. angst. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say they were closest to it. Kind of almost like young adult, you know. It, it fits in with this whole like Hunger Games, even mm-hmm. like Harry Potter, that kind of thing, you know, where. Where it's focused on these kids and oh yeah um, and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. It, being that it's on Hulu, my guess is it's probably going to be six to eight episodes tops. Like I don't think this is. Gonna oh, I be, don't think it'll be more than that. No. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a ten to thirteen at all. I mean, Hulu yeah. tends to. Um, so far from what they've done, they keep their stuff pretty pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, very very. And do it by, they probably would, if anything, it'd probably be best for them to kind of do it in arcs, maybe. Probably. Yeah. One arc. Yeah. Covering stuff. I mean, it's, uh, it didn't run long, so they don't have to worry about too much continuity to sift through. Like it was pretty, uh, the way he did it was pretty cinematic. I mean, it, 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 he, cause he thinks like a, uh, like a movie TV guy. Yeah, absolutely. So when he did the series, it, it kind of his went until he left. It was kind of a, it did run like a TV show. So I could, I could see it being easier to adapt. So we'll see. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really all I got on the news front. There's not a, not a whole lot going on other than that. Mm-mm. Um, no, no, nothing else on the movie front. You know, just the the typical stuff. You know, Black Panther's underway in filming, and you know we're getting dribs and drabs of that stuff. Oh in. wait, and, and in Black Panther news, all of Atlanta will be in that movie. All, all of pretty Atlanta. Much. Yeah, it's like they, <laughs> they're naming so many people, like all of Atlanta, is yeah. pretty much in that movie. But they said they're going to, they're actually going to shoot more. Uh, Marvel said they were going to shoot more stuff. In Atlanta, because they like the area, and it's a lot more affordable. Oh, sure, so yeah. They said that they they so they did say that they were going to do more. Uh, you yeah. know, with the show Atlanta and and like Atlanta's become a spot. The Walking for, Dead, 
I mean, that's where they yeah, found Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. It's it's really become an, a, a, a spot for uh, entertainment. I yeah. mean, it helps the city, so it makes, oh, yeah, it makes yeah. money for the city, which is great. It needs it. It still needs, the infrastructure still needs to be built up. So. Sure. And the, because, uh, yeah, Infinity War is shooting there as well, so. Mm-hmm. They said they enjoy it, and people, you know, they, uh. I guess they like they, they said they, they like the area. They, they, it's, it's easier to shoot. You know, the people work with them better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's kind of cool. Though so they're doing a lot of stuff, so we'll we'll see more of Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, indeed. So yeah, so hopefully we'll get some more news. Maybe a concrete date for Defenders, and uh, I don't expect we're going to see a trailer for that until after. We, uh, we get something from, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of, kind of like they did, I guess, what was it at the end of Jessica Jones? No, the end of Daredevil season two. We got that little tease for, mm-hmm. for Luke Cage there. So I wonder if we'll get the same. I think we will. I think we'll get yeah. even a little bit more. I because think so. this is really a big deal. Cause Defenders is really changing. Like this is a, this is a new, this is new territory. To do this and the and the Netflix thing to have mm-hmm. a team like this, so I yeah. think we will get a little bit more at the end. I think we'll get a little bit more of the defenders, like to at least see them together. We'll see a little bit uh, like a teaser thing of them together as a group. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I hope we get hope we get that, and I hope we get a little bit of Punisher because they pretty much shot Punisher at the same time. Yeah, there's still it's funny. There's some stuff that came out the other day that showed uh, some screen grabs of the Punisher, and then there's still some stuff dribbling out from the Defenders. So it looks like mm-hmm. both of those are kind of going at the same time. So yeah, so I hope they could like kind of maybe you know do a little if you if you know this is coming out, you dig this, and you'll also dig this. Yeah, give a little bit of. Uh, Punisher too, so looking forward to it. <clears throat> yep, yep. All right, so we are going to jump into Agents of Shield. So we're going to cover three episodes. Uh, we're going to do Wake Up, Hot Potato Soup, and Boom. And um, and again, a lot to cover. Uh, you know, I th- I think these episodes are are okay. We'll we'll start with Wake Up and in the kind of kind of cover the high points. Um, the, the structure of this one was cool in that we kind of got a backup of, of showing like it was like five days ago, then four days ago, then three days ago. So it kind of was going through showing the journey that they took to get May, uh, replaced as an LMD. And, yeah. and the impetus for it was she was going to destroy the book. Like she was going to take hold and destroy the book and be kind of the force behind that. And so I think mm-hmm. that's where Radcliffe was like, okay, that's the one we need to replace because she's going to, uh, you know, lead the charge on actually, you know, physically destroying the right. World. Plus, we didn't know when exactly they took May. Right. It, yeah. We exactly. That in this. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to kind of see us see things we've seen before, and then how they interwove all this other stuff into it. Um, you know, obviously, since since she <clears throat> took, you know, Ada back, that that that's kind of how all that. Uh, that went and then we, you know we, we where we saw it in the previous episode where they talked about the day spa and how you know holden had to reconfigure his uh his scenario because obviously may is a fighter not not a you know i'm gonna go be 
dolled up at the day spa. So it was cool to actually see that take place where she's sitting there and the guy comes in and he's like, Hey, hi, Melinda. It's time for your, your <laughs> massage. And right. then she's like, wait a minute. And then they do it again. And it's like, Hey, it's time for your facial or whatever. And it's like every time they tried to tweak it a little bit to make it more realistic. And every time she saw through it almost immediately. Uh, so it's- it, it, it kind of had that feeling of like Captain America, the winner of uh, uh, first Avenger when he wakes up and he's like, like in this surreal environment and they're trying to make it, make it seem real. Yeah, it definitely had that feel to it. it? Yeah, it, it definitely did have that kind of feel to it. Like, this is not, this is too nice. Yes, yes. It's not real. It's too perfect. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other big thing is they made a big deal about Daisy signing the Accords because she's kind of like a uh, media darling right now, you know, with mm-hmm. the whole that she was the hero, Mace called her out by name and uh, – you know, so so now they make this big deal of her going and signing the accord. So again, trying to tie it into the movies. I mean, obviously not, you know, not movie characters showing up, but right. it's not like they're. It, they continue the one way uh, trip with with tying this in, and not the two way trip where the show recognizes what's in the movies way more than the movies recognize what's in the show. But, um, uh, so that that's that was cool. Um, yeah, a lot of handcuffing you to the you know, when they when they yeah. lose the cords. There's a lot of it just pretty much handcuffs you to where you are. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the 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 one thing they did that was cool was really trying to play around with you in is May really escaping? Is she not escaping? Because they made it sound like, or they made it seem like in the beginning when they're showing her the scenario and then they adjusted the scenario. Then when she when when she I thought okay this is the episode that's going to show how she breaks free of it like I yeah, thought that was the total yeah. purpose of what was going on right. and then when Ada comes in and she's tied up and she drops the glass and then walks out I was like well that's kind of weird like why like she's a robot like she wouldn't accidentally break a glass I'm like that's kind of strange and then May picking up the the glass and getting out and then when she runs and then they showed her kind of going up the stairs and it seemed like those stairs kept going forever and ever and ever and ever right and they did for a minute i thought she was just going to go on a loop like like you know just keep like like she would just have this never end never ending staircase that she was just gonna keep yeah climbing. i thought they were gonna she was gonna finally come upstairs and then it was gonna be like on some boat or something somewhere where she cannot yeah. get away from but well, i didn't think it would just be uh, scenario, or I thought it was going to be she'd get off right where she started from, like she'd climb those stairs and she'd yeah, get right back and that. see the glass on the ground and the you know her escape. Um, but then Ada goes up and and it was cool and it, so I like it. She's like, oh, you lasted this much time this time, and so you know we'll tweak the scenario again and you'll probably last a little bit longer. But you know, basically, we're giving you something to fight for, and that's how you're getting out. Um, so I thought that was that was really cool how how they're dealing with her and how we got to see see it from the other side. Uh, we get a little more uh backstory of Mac. We find out that he he was married, had a daughter, his daughter a passed lot of away. Mac. Yeah, his daughter passed away mm-hmm. and he goes to see um he go he went to see his ex-wife because it was like her his daughter it would have been his daughter's birthday and so he was just kind of um not wanting her to be alone. So it made for some cool stuff between him and Yo-Yo where you know he had to 
you know, kind of, you know, she, she was kind of upset because she feels like, okay, here we go again. We have a moment and then something happens and then you take, you know, you, you pull back from me. <laughs> yeah. Yo-Yo is such an adult. Yeah. She's yeah. like an adult yeah. uh, woman. So when you, like, there's some things in TV where it, there's some tropes in TV where you're like, come on, like, you're really not. I don't know what woman this is, but uh, all the women I've dated, they're not going to fall for that yeah, uh, yeah. kind of nonsense. They would call you on it. In this, the way they write Yo-Yo, it's such a uh, – they write her more, more realistic. I wish they write most people that strongly, especially yeah. female characters yeah. in TV. I wish they wrote them all that strong. But, yeah, I like how she – First of all, she's hot as hell. I something <laughs> about she has a confidence when she's portraying when yes. she's doing that role. I don't yes. I don't have seen her in other stuff, but I know in this show she plays it with such a confidence that it's really you, you can't stop watching her. And when she like is playing with Mac, it it's like it it's fun. You you enjoy watching it, but when she thinks Matt Mac is doing some bull stuff, yeah. Like she really straight up calls him on it, and uh, he's gotten off of not saying anything to anybody because uh, he's kept this. You know, you always knew there was something up with him. Like he, yep. he always seemed to have that sadness or something. And he, and we talked about it before; it will come out eventually. And I like how this came out, like when he yeah. explained it. That wasn't it, and it wasn't what I thought it was. I I really no, thought it was going to be. I, I I don't know what I thought, but I didn't think that was what it was going to be. Um, Not at all. Not at all. So it was interesting. So I, I kind of like that we're kind of peeling away at Mac. That we're getting. Mm-hmm. More and more. I just pray, pray, pray that this, you know, it's not going to be one of those. We finally get to know everything about Mac and then they kill him off. <laughs> Don't you do it. Um, Don't you I, do that it. That really sour me on the show. Like, oh, in a bad that way. Me in off. a really bad way. Yeah. Um, because I, I think there's a lot to him and I think mm-hmm. he, I just, I just, I just really, I like the way him and Colson interact. I like, I right. like this thing with him and Yo-Yo. So I, I, you know, and I think, I think the way they're going with him, I don't think they plan on, I don't think he plans on going no. there every time. Any He's not person. the red shirt of the show that no, I, that no, I no, see no. coming. Not not being back next season. Yeah. He's not the one. Uh then the other big part of this episode was, and this is something we talked about before, is concern about Fitz and that we thought he was being a little creeper with Ada. Yeah, he was giving off the creep vibe. Yeah. Like look at the book too or something and nobody caught it. Yeah. Or- and we're a little worried, like, oh mm-hmm. man, he's falling for the hot robot. Like, this is a little weird, and it was going to get weird. Come on, yeah. You got a real woman now. You've been pining after this woman yeah. for how long? And you, you should be happy, man. Don't don't go crazy. Yeah. And so that kind of comes to a head. Yeah. And Gemma really calls him out on it, and mm-hmm. then it turns out that he's not. That's not it at all. Like Fitz, it wasn't that he had some kind of weird infatuation with. With Ada, he was yeah. he was investigating like he was. Yeah, he's a problem solver. Yeah. And he, it just he got an equation in his head and he just had to solve it. Like it just, which is a good thing he did too. Yeah, because he totally figured out that that Radcliffe was behind the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't that, and, and it was cool too because we kept thinking, oh, Ada flipped out because she read the Darkhold. Well, no, yeah, Ada totally didn't. felt like that. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. And so yeah. Fitz was like, no, that's not what this is at all. This is like she's just doing what she was programmed to do. She's following yeah. her programming. She didn't flip out when she saw the book. Radcliffe <laughs> flipped out when he saw the book, 
and now he's obsessed. And so it was cool. And then, you know, of course, everything kind of comes to a head and, and they're trying to figure it out. And then Fitz shoots him <laughs> in the head. He sure does. And, and of course, it's, it's Radcliffe made an LMD of himself. Um, of course he did. So that was, that was a pretty cool, cool little bit there, um, to get back at him. Uh, and then the episode kind of caps off with May, like, I guess the next phase of the programming is May is reliving her experience with, uh, when she got her nickname of the Calvary. We're kind of seeing that we saw that, like, play out again. Um, so I thought that was interesting how, how that, that became, like, it was like that was the next evolution of whatever, whatever Radcliffe is doing to her. Um, so yeah, so, so May is, is still, still under the influence of, of Radcliffe at the end of the episode. Yeah. It was such a, like she goes through so much to get to that, to get the freedom. Yes. And it's like, Oh man, she's not, like, she's not free at all. Not free at all. It was, if you felt so bad for her when she, when she realizes when she tells her at the end. Yeah. It's yeah. almost a perverse, but the, I did get almost a perverse feeling from Ada uh, when she when she gets to the end and she looks at her and she's like, oh. it's like, almost like she looks at her and she, I don't know if it's it's not joy or anything, but it's like she almost wishes she could be that, like yeah. that part of her humanity. She wishes she had that, and we're starting to see more of that. Like yeah. even in the episode uh, from uh, the most recent episode, which we'll cover last, there, yeah. there's more of that we're seeing from her. Like little mm-hmm. by little, she's starting mm-hmm. to. To, to piece together like who she really is and yeah. and I think her brain I actually I think they might go this route where she is seeing everything that um, that may is seeing when she's going through her uh, you know fighting and everything trying to get out and the emotions that she has she's trying to get back to her team and she you know she misses cults and all that kind of stuff yeah and I think she is recording all that like she's seeing it every time. May thinks all this stuff and feels all these things, and it's starting to affect her. I think. Yeah, yeah. When we find out, there's a couple things. So moving, we'll move on to hot potato soup, which is a funny title for an episode. But um, so Patton Oswald is back uh, times three, and uh, yeah. So we find so it's Sam and Billy Koenig. Uh, mm-hmm. And the beginning part was funny because we had like all these Star Wars references that keep popping up. We up. do. It is. I will have to say though, this is one of those episodes where this is either going to turn off somebody from yeah. watching this yeah. show if they're not used to watching the show, or it'll attract because they like the comedy and the the little nerdy uh, Easter eggs and stuff that they. Yeah, I like that Patton Oswalt was back. I mean, I know there was a lot of question for a while because he showed mm-hmm. up and then disappeared and hadn't been back. And I know uh, he's had a lot of stuff going on. I mean, both yeah, professionally yeah. and personally. And, uh, you know, whether that factored into, into that, I, I don't know. So it was kind of cool to see him, you know, that he came back and they gave him his due. Like this wasn't just another, Oh, he shows up in the beginning and then he kind of shows up in the end. Like, this was this was they made good use of them, uh, and, and it was kind of funny that um, you know they tried to give them distinct personalities, even though they're they're the same. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're twins or or I guess quadruplets. I guess we find out. So so the big thing is we find out that Coulson gave the book 
gave the, gave the Darkhold to the Koenigs, to, to Billy, I guess. And then we find out through crazy machinations that Billy gave it to Sam, Sam, or Billy gave it to, you know, they basically just kept passing it off. And just when we thought there was enough uh, Koenigs, we find out that they mentioned this LT Koenig and LT was the one that brought them into shield. And so we're thinking, man, how many, how many of these are there? And then they show up to the club where LT is. And it's like a com, it's like a, a, just, just this club. And we see there's another Koenig up on stage, mm-hmm. uh, doing his like slam poetry, beatnik <laughs> kind of like anti-establishment, screw the man kind of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it turns out that that's Thurston Koenig and LT is their sister. <laughs> um, so there's, there's a female Koenig and then there's four. Eric, Eric was killed a couple seasons back. And right. so, so it's Eric, Billy, Sam, and then, and then Thurston, who's kind of the douche of the, of the bunch. N- none of them know where the, where the book is. Like it, it's, it's all someplace else, but. Uh, Billy is and Billy gets kidnapped. Uh, so Sam and Billy are ambushed at the club by the watchdogs. Billy's taken. Uh, they end up putting him on the submarine that this Russian watchdog, for whatever reason, was able to acquire a submarine. Um, Radcliffe is on the submarine as well. And they try and pull like a fast one on Billy where Radcliffe is pretending to be kidnapped kidnapped as well and they want the location of the dark hold i didn't buy it for a second then no like i was like oh yeah he's just trying to trying to get it out of him and so they you know billy is like uh nope i don't know where it's at i gave it to my brother and then so sam says well i gave it back to billy and then it turns out no that billy gave it to l to lt so anyway that's where the title of the episode comes up is they're playing hot potato with with the dark hold so that nobody really knows you know, where, where it is, or nobody thinks that they know where it is. And so they're trying to figure out where, where Billy might be, uh, to get the book back. And then, well, while this is going on, uh, Fitz is trying to take apart, uh, the, the LMD Radcliffe to, f- to see if they could find out what, what's going on and get, and get some information out of him. And so it was, the, again, a cool thing in this episode, they hook him up to the computer and Fitz is trying to decipher this code and trying to break it down. And it's like impossible because it has all this crazy encryption and stuff like that. Uh, and the cool part of it is he comes to a realization like three quarters through the episode, like this is a red herring. Like we think that we need to hook it up and, and be able to, to decipher all this stuff. Uh, but what they really do is they crack his head open and they find out that he has like a real brain. Like, yeah. um, and so again, this is, this is kind of an interesting development, uh, in the advancement of, I guess, these LMDs. And this is, this is why, uh, the, uh, there's a difference between like the early ADA and then I guess, and I'm assuming part of this came out of what they were able to get out of the dark hold. Like this allowed them to kind of have some kind of breakthrough with it because they talk about it. Basically, the brain is like a quantum computer, and it's it's almost holographic when he starts uh, to play around. When Fitz starts to play around in it, uh, and they're able to 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 get their their information out of it. But it was pretty creepy, man. When they crack that head open, you're seeing like this holographic brain inside this this skull. Um. So they they finally uh, they they determine that. Um, LT, the, the, basically there's this library which has, you know, has this secret room in the, in the back and that's where the book is. Uh, and it turns out that 
LT said, nope, I gave it back to Billy. Billy's the one that hit it. So what Radcliffe decides to do is map out Billy's brain like he did Maze and, and, uh, you know, that, that's how he makes these LMDs. They basically make a copy of your brain and all your memories and everything. And Radcliffe right. just starts sifting through them until he finds the room and the code. And so they all kind of converge on this point. Obviously, Colson and crew show up and, and get the, and get the book first. And then, of course, um, the, the rest of them to, the rest of them come up. Uh, I thought the one thing, the couple of things that really um, caught me off was one. So they're in the middle of all this and may and uh, Colson have this kiss, which was the second time that, that it, so it almost happened in the car while they're waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it happens again. And I'm like, wouldn't that be, and first I thought that Colson was going to be suspicious of it. But it didn't turn like it. He didn't catch on to the fact that she. I thought that was going to be the thing that he knew that something was off with her, and right. it wasn't until after that uh, that that it was. So I thought that was a little odd that Cole. That I really didn't think they were going to go down this path with those two. Like I really didn't think that they were going to become an item. Um, you didn't because I I kind of thought the. That was the vibe, and then when they did the whole LMD thing, I thought they're definitely going to go that route because she's going to either be gone or it'll be a thing of why didn't you realize it wasn't me type of thing that'll be yeah. in the way, or they'll do the – and I'm glad they didn't do the other thing where it was like she had – it was just the LMD that had the feelings, and she didn't – get into that yet and they'll get it in and it'll happen later. Yeah. Like, but it, she did have these feelings. So that is part of it, but I should have known that they would go down the route that she'll be gone longer than, and they'll have to go on this quest to get her to finally get her back. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I don't know. I, I guess they it are seems, weird. It seems, seems a little too. cliched. It, it does. And I, I wasn't, I mean, it wasn't something I think I needed for them to do. Like I just yeah. thought that they were just good. They were, they were there. That was his pal Friday type of relationship where yeah. they were best friends and they trust each other. But, you know, but that was it. Now, I don't know. I don't think they needed to even go down that route. Like the last girlfriend he had just got murdered. Like, yeah, yeah. It felt like last yesterday. Yeah. It almost feels like yesterday with that. So I don't, I guess it is. It's a, it's a lazy way to get two characters that are on the same cast together without having to have a relationship for each of them yeah yeah you know it's just an, it's a lazy way to do it and it's a quick way to do it but that's you know that's what they're doing yeah so we'll see how this plays out i'm, I'm yeah they, they don't have chemistry though but whatever yeah we'll see i don't see it that way i don't i don't see them as being people that would date each other yeah I thought it was kind of lame how May got the book back. Like she, mm-hmm. she just was like, "No, give it to me." I was like, right. oh, "Of course, of all the people he could come across, he oh, comes across LMD May." I, that was a very eye rolling moment yeah. for me watching. Well, it. this episode did have many eye rolling moments yeah. to me. Yeah. Like it really, it just kind of had that. You know, it was it was fine. Some of the jokes were cool and fine, but. It just this, this episode was not a strong one. No, no, no. I mean, like I said, I mean, even with Patton Oswalt coming back, it just felt a little silly and just mm-hmm. a little like, uh, you know, kind of capture the flag kind of thing going on. 
yeah, I, th- I thought it was thought it was a, a little a little odd. The other thing I thought was odd was they she the the sister mentions oh they were all part of the f- the first LMD program and I'm like first LMD program like what and then she's like oh and then it was like a bi- and the purpose of it was to make a joke because then for a second everybody thought oh that's what these guys are they're all they're all LMDs and it's like no they really are quadruplets they really were four she grew up with four brothers they were identical mm-hmm. quadruplets. Um, but I was like, wait a minute, this, the whole LMD thing, like, they made it seem like this was something new from Radcliffe. Like, I, I, they did. They did. I, they totally made you think that. But then with the Iron Man, they mentioned LMD in, in, in Avengers uh, before. Remember? Uh, uh, oh, well, yeah, Tony. Yeah. When he answers he, the thing and he says, I'm a life model decoy. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they yeah, did have so. the idea of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I don't know sense. that makes sense. But I don't know why they never mentioned when Radcliffe wanted to do this that we already tried to do this and it didn't exactly work out that well. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess maybe that's the thought, the part I I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, but yeah, you make a, a good point of of Tony mentioning it in the Avengers. But the other interesting thing with this one is the other target they have is the Watchdogs are holding. Like they feel like Coulson is the is like the origin point for for whatever reason. I don't quite follow this logic, but maybe this will make sense as the story plays out. But they feel like Coulson is the catalyst for everything that's happened. Uh you know, they mm-hmm. start showing pictures of him when Thor's hammer shows up, when you know, when they get Captain America. Like all these things that you know, Iron Man and everything else. Like Col they seem like Coulson's always in the middle of all this craziness that happens. And so he becomes a target um, to this group just because they think he's he's the catalyst for all this craziness, which I, I think they're going to have to do a better job of kind of fleshing that out and explaining why they think that because uh, I just I don't know that I gather that uh, I I just don't, I just don't follow that that train of thought to be honest with you, but I guess we'll see how that plays out. So that was oh the other bit uh, that we kind of glossed over. Uh, there are a couple couple things. Uh, Kane, uh, the, there are a couple funny bits where Koenig, um, where Sam has this crazy uh, superhero worship crush on Quake. Like he keeps calling yeah. her Quake, and she's like, yeah. Yeah, "I don't really like that name too much." Um, and then he starts talking about like fan fiction that's out there about her oh, and man. Black Widow and stuff. Creepy vibes. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, so that was that was kind of funny, and she's just like having none of it. And then we get a little bit more about Fitz's background. So uh, Radcliffe alleges to have been a colleague of Fitz's father, and Fitz mm-hmm. is, Fitz doesn't buy it. So right now it's like this big question because apparently when we find out from Simmons that um, Fitz's father, you know, was it was a scientist and whatever, and left mm-hmm. them when he was ten years old, and. Right. He's never heard from him again. Um, but Radcliffe makes it seem like he's been in contact with him fairly recently. Yeah. Um, too much of an iron, uh, too much of a Tony Stark thing. Yeah. It felt like to me to even go down that road. Like so many times you do, he's, he's smart because his father was, yeah. was a scientist. So he went into that to kind of earn his father's approval that never came. Yeah. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah, so I'm curious to see if this is all just, you know, Radcliffe 
trying to manipulate Fitz because obviously Radcliffe is a pretty big manipulator mm-hmm. and to see if that's what it is or if it's truly that uh, that there is some connection to, to to Fitz's dad. Maybe he has a role to play in this whole thing. You know, maybe uh, this, maybe that's what the third act of this show is for the season is that, you know, Fitz's dad maybe is uh, is more prominent in what's going on than we than we know. So. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how that that plays out. And so the last episode of Agents of Shield we're going to talk about is the episode called Boom. And uh, the the premise behind this episode is that one of the watchdogs uh, actually shot his name Shockley actually is an inhuman, and he finds out the hard way that he's an inhuman. And um, and the Terrigen, it it seems like. Uh, they were able to get hold of uh, Ratcliffe was able to get hold of some Terrigen, raw Terrigen. So this is a little different because we've seen like before where the Terrigen has been encapsulated in that metal. I guess is like a defense mechanism. So if you touch the metal and you weren't inhuman, you would die. Um, so this is weird in that this is like raw Terrigen separated from the metal. Uh, so I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, that, that that they they did that um but the whole bit was uh they were going to go to Nadir's office and because her brother was an inhuman they were going to try and find out if she was as well and so um she kind of gets freaked out about that uh Shockley slams the crystal it creates the mist she doesn't change and thinks everything's you know she's fine Shockley turns into this uh, he goes into his cocoon Mm-hmm. And immediately explodes and blows up her office. Uh, I wasn't sure about that when I first saw that scene because I, I thought maybe they had a fail safe in them where if something like that happens, they were they have like a chip or something that blow they blow up or something like a like something would happen to them. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought at first because I, I when I first saw that scene, um, you know, but then after that I realized okay, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so Nadir is dead and I didn't see that coming either. I mean, that fast. I mean, it's just, you thought her arc would, you thought it would be more to her arc Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it just wasn't. Now it makes me think maybe her brother won't come back. (laughs) I don't even know now. Yeah. Or if he does, it it kind of robs, I mean, I guess it's maybe possible that somehow she survived that attack and they got her out and they just didn't report it. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think she's really dead, but it kind of takes the, the emotional impact of him coming back. Like if he comes back and he doesn't have like his sister to kind of confront again, it seems like kind of a wasted opportunity to me, but, um, but, but again, I mean, I think he's going to have an ax to grind one way or the other. I don't think we've seen the last of him. So, uh, we'll see. Maybe he shows up in the inhumans. We'll have to wait and see on that. So the crew find out that Ada is not, an original construct that one of the things they were able to get out of Radcliffe is that Ada was, is, was a real person, uh, uh, named Agnes and that she, uh, you know, she, she was a partner worked with Radcliffe and they kind of split ways. So the team decides to go after Agnes and as a, and see if they, if she'll help them get to Radcliffe. Uh, and it's funny because the actress is natively Australian that plays Ada, uh, so it's yeah. kind of so it's kind of How funny. Is that? We, yeah, we got to we got to see her real accents. <laughs> um, but when for whatever reason, when Radcliffe created her, he made her have an American accent as opposed to a 
uh, Australian or, or even a British, uh, Scottish accent, uh, that, that Radcliffe has. And I guess it's maybe because his intention was to try and integrate her into S.H.I.E.L.D. or to tie it to S.H.I.E.L.D. so it would be more, maybe more appealing if she, if she spoke like an American being in America, but, um, but I thought that was interesting that, that Ada has a real, uh, real life counterpart. Uh, and so they're able to track her down in Spain. And then Mac and Colson kind of have like a crisis of conscience where she's, they find out she's dying. She has a, an operable, incurable brain tumor. Of uh, course she does. Yeah. She doesn't have much time <laughs> left. Yeah, yeah. 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 She doesn't have much time left. And Colson, because he's desperate to find May, wants to exploit that. You know, he just is like, look, we need to get this from her. And Mac is like, yeah, well, you're going to do it on your own because I'm not doing it. Like this lady, is dying and Mm -hmm. you know, this is all the time she has left and I'm not going to ruin that for her. Um, and so Colson decides to go after anyway, but instead of coercing her, Colson actually has kind of like a heart to heart with her and explains to her, like, you know, look, this is why I need you to do this for me because I have this person that I really care about and Holden's got her and you know, this other kind of stuff. Um, and then we think that she's, kind of seeing Colson's way and agrees to help uh, until she finds Radcliffe and uh, Holden tells her that he can make her live forever, that he basically can, can put her, you know, th- that he's advanced the LMD to the point where there's really no difference difference between, you know, a human and, uh, and, and this LMD, but he's also created this simulation that he could put her in and she'll just think that she's still alive. And so mm-hmm. facing her own mortality, she's like, okay, and, and ditches the, the crew and, and takes off with, with Radcliffe. Yeah. I, you know, moments like this, it makes me really think, dude, they must not have a lot of personnel left. Like there are times when you think, okay, shield is back up and running uh, to almost how they were before. And then there are scenes like this where it was like it's like two dudes, yeah. You're only two dudes. Like you didn't. I'm like he, basically, you are the head of Shield now. I mean, you're you're the you know Coulson basically has all the control back. It's like you didn't think to to tag her and put some other agents to have backup. Like they did this twice in this in this episode uh, where they had two teams of them where you would think it would be a big op, yeah. You know, and yeah, not just a small group like why would you not have any kind kind of support there for you just in case something like that happens yeah you'd think yeah but she gets away of course um of course so while all this is going they finally uh they they get a hold uh shockley uh and the watchdogs uh they end up back um they end up they end up capturing them and they're back on the the Zephyr, and uh, they're trying to figure out like they're questioning him to figure out like what happened, like how did you? Because he shows up, so Shockley shows. So after he explodes, I'll back up a little bit. After he explodes, turns out he shows up. Um, he can reform himself, so he explodes into all these particles, and then is able to reconstruct himself uh, to turn around and be able to do it again. And yeah. uh, so they're able to find out where he is. They capture him. They start questioning him. Uh, 
and Fitz and Simmons are trying to figure all this out and, you know, how the, you know, how the explosion happened and, you know, why, you know, you know, they talk about, you know, what happened in a deer. They're doing all this analysis and Fitz is able to figure out that, uh, part of the, part of the material they picked up from the explosion because they, they didn't find any explosive materials. It's like they found, you know, Hey, there was an explosion, but we, we can't find any, any explosives. Uh, and so they end up finding, uh, some of the, um, uh, uh, cocoon material that when they, when they're mm-hmm. doing their analysis and then they realize that, um, and they're trying to figure out like how Shockley would have survived if he was in there. And then they figure out that he is, uh, in fact, in a human, like he was, he, he's the, he's the weapon. Uh, and so even though that ship isn't very, very big, it seemed to take them uh, a long time to, <laughs> to run from one to, ship to the other. I was like, is, is that ship really that big? <laughs> It totally did. Uh, but yeah, but so they're able to get to Shockley just in time. And it, they kept, uh, so the other, the other b- big part of, of this episode is that the serum is killing Mace. That if Mace keeps taking it, um, it could give him cardiac arrest. Like he could have a heart attack and die. Um, that he can't keep taking it. But Mace feels like, Hey, I'm, I'm just starting to become a hero. Like without this ser, you know, He's starting to get a little self-conscious about the fact that Coulson has taken away his authority to some degree. And he feels like he's just like a puppet. Like everybody's just telling him what to do. Because um, he is. <laughs> yeah, because he is. He pretty much is. He's yeah. not important to the yeah. – everyone has they, – they know their missions. They they pretty much – it's Coulson doing his ops, Daisy doing her ops. Like he really has no control. And they now uh, – Whatchamacallit, uh, what's his name? Mustache can't like really do any. He can't enforce anything Calvin, yeah. because, yeah, because uh, Coulson knows the lie, right? And they don't want that lie to get out, right? So now it's, um, he's feeling a little emasculated, and so yeah. he yeah. he feels like, okay, at least let me take the serum and I can be something. Like, if mm-hmm. you're gonna, if you're gonna force me to, if you really think I'm the coward that you think I am. He's, right. he's trying to, he almost has like inferiority complex. He's trying to prove that, that he's not. I mean, and, and two at the, at the core, I think Mace is a good guy. Like, I don't think he's, he's not somebody that's, that has ulterior motives or anything like that. Like, he's truly trying to be a good person. Yeah. Once the secret is out, it's like, there's no big master. I kind of feel sorry for him. I, yeah, because there's no, because before I thought, you know, they're like, he has some, there's some dark secret. Thing he's been doing and yeah. like he has a dark side to him at first and sometimes I thought he was you know some sinister uh, motive underneath yeah. it all yeah. and, and whatnot and but now that they've kind of showed us the whole deal with him he really doesn't matter anymore right like he's not important to then, the, which means he has the he changed shirts now yep. and he's the red shirt on yep. him now it's like he really doesn't matter if he died tomorrow I mean, they'd feel bad, right? But it's not going to stop Shield, really. No, and I mean, it, it, again, they hit it home a couple times in this episode. But it, even at the very beginning, like yeah. he walks in on Daisy and she's giving the you know the the other Shield locations orders on you know oh no mm-hmm. take this inhuman put this inhuman here and take her there and do this and then right. you know Mace walks in and he's totally and I I, I kind of saw that as a two two things one. To kind of show Mace's irrelevance, and then mm-hmm. two to show that Daisy's really stepping up to be 
right. uh, a leader. And I think which is what Colson wanted. Right. This is, this right. is what he saw right before. You know, so I really thought, to be honest with you, at the end of this episode, like Mace was going to die. Like I thought he was going to sacrifice I, himself heroically and die. Oh, which, totally. Which again, cliched, and so I was a little worried about that. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I'm glad at the end it didn't happen. But uh, there are a couple times when it did. So when Shockley starts to go nuclear inside the Zephyr, uh, there, there, Mace and Fitz, you know, the two unlikely heroes, are, right. are able to get him inside the the containment. Uh, cube and then and then booted out of the ship which i thought it was odd that the containment unit would explode if if the thing is geared to to hold people you with got, powers I, in the hulk like that's my issue yeah, that's my problem I was, I, they did that for the effect but i don't but it was one of those times where they did not remember their own their own comic their own uh story yeah because those things are supposed to contain any type of uh special yeah i mean if the hulk can't get out of it then right like an explosion that explosion should have been contained there's no way that it would have blew up that entire the way they built it up there was no way they should have blew up the entire thing no way like yeah it was it's supposed to maintain all that i can only even magic like the like it it thought well it it took because what when when ghost rider kept hitting it it took quite a bit right for him to bust that open yeah I could see even if like he exploded inside the thing, it crashes out in the middle of nowhere and there's a little bit of a gap like on a door. And because he's that vapor or whatever, he's right. able to kind of like suck himself right. out. But I was like, eh, I don't think that would really blow up. Because it's built to absorb energy. Right, right. That's the whole thing. Yep. It was built to absorb that energy and, and reflect it back on itself. Yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't too up on that. Yeah, um, yeah, they wanted to do that. I know that somebody in their mind was like, we want to do that cool explosion near the plane. Yeah. We just want to do it. Yeah. Uh, so Shockley gets away again. And so the next phase of this is Fitz and Simmons try and get uh, Daisy to be able to um, to use her power because they find out that really what he's doing is bef- he, while he's charging up or whatever it is, he's actually mm-hmm. vibrating and um and, and at a molecular level and then causing this explosion. So right. they think, okay, if they could just train her, if they could basically recreate that experience and have Daisy try and counteract it, they could contain him from exploding and do something about it. Um, yeah. Fitz has been the man. This, yeah, this episode, yeah. Like he really was the hero for, yeah. for most of this entire episode, which makes me worry a little bit now that, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going really good with him and, and uh, that's what I'm hoping. Maybe this whole thing with his father is going to come back up again, because then it's like you know he can stand a little tall and show that you know, hey, he's not right. just some you know brainy science nerd. Like he's 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 an agent. It's got to be something with him because why give him all these these these, these uh, moments to shine, right. especially in this episode? Like he pretty much he figured out the LMD thing. He found the infiltrator into the group he figured out uh it was the inhuman that was blowing up and they needed that intel yeah he like he finds out the guys uh you know he's gonna explode and he jumps in and with along with uh the other guys to uh knock him into the um 
transport to the to the uh, padded cell yeah. quick enough. I mean, to save everybody he, or try to. He got Simmons back anyway. from the crazy planet that she was got on. Simmons back. Yeah, yeah. So it's like so much good has happened, and then like that makes me think they have to be doing something with him. Yeah. Uh, down the line, to kind of take to de- to kind of shake him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, so Shockley, obviously he reforms himself back up. He reaches out to the watchdogs. He, mm. so he, he admits that he's an inhuman right. and, but he says he's still dedicated to the cause. So he's willing to, you know, do what he needs to do to keep on their good side, even though he knows he's part of what they're fighting right. against. So and their racism is just so much so yeah, that they yeah. didn't think to themselves, Hey, we could use him. For a future op. Yeah, exactly. It's like, nope. So they basically used him as bait. So um, yeah. they set him up and the crew shows up to to get Shockley. Uh, the watchdogs are coming and it's all kind of going south on them. They're trying to, you know, contain Shockley because they know how dangerous he is and what a threat he mm-hmm. poses. Um, Fitz has his little machine up and I thought it was cool. So Daisy couldn't contain him. So what she did was just keep setting him off. <laughs> like she just kept yeah. making him explode like time after time after time. Cause she thought, okay, he'll tire out or, or get him weak. Um, and so it was cool. So while the watchdogs were coming, Mace goes ahead and takes the, takes the serum, of course, which, um, in the end it turned out fine, but he's able to go, uh, to go fight the, the, the watchdogs and keep, and, kind of keep them at tabs while uh while daisy's doing her thing and so they end up blowing him up and while he's a bunch of dust particles they suck him into Fitz's little containment uh thing and seal him off so uh he's he's not going to be able to get out get out of that uh and mm-hmm. mace is almost you know mace is in fairly bad shape so they're able to he's able to stop the the truck that was uh that was going after him so they're able to get him uh back and uh, and he's he's okay in the end. So I thought that was cool that you know Mace is still going to be around. Uh, the team got their stuff contained, and uh, one of the things that so if, uh, Coulson and Mac are coming back from the op, and one and because the whole thing with with this episode too is Mac is like, hey, you need to be prepared in case May is not alive. Like she maybe she's dead. Yeah. You know she may be dead already. And then right. you know Colson didn't want to hear it, but then even when he's talking to Agnes, he said, you know, hey, she, you know, she 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 may not still be alive. Um but then he remembers what Holden said to to Agnes that uh, he has a subject that's thriving not only uh dealing with this alternate, you know, this matrix environment but thriving in it. And so Colson knew at that point like he was talking about May. And so mm-hmm. he knows she's still alive. And so they kind of, they kind of feel like they're, uh, better than ever about, about getting her. Um, and so the, the tag at the end of the episode is they hook Agnes up to the machine. She's, uh, uh, they, they get her into, into it and she, you know, has this painting that, uh, Holden promised her that she would get, you know, get, that, that he would give her. Uh, and that's kind of like her perfect world. Um, but, but Ada takes her when she finally dies. So she, she, she physically dies. Um, and she's fully in this matrix environment. And one of the things Holden says was, well, you know, eventually your body will just give up. Like once your mind is fully transitioned into this environment and we've, you, this is where you live, your body will just no longer, it'll just give up and you'll die. So again, kind of ominous for May. But then 
Ratcliffe walks away and then Ada walks up, takes her necklace and puts it on her. Um, so again, like we were talking earlier, there's something going on with Ada where she's, whether she's evolving or her programming's changing or something, but she's starting to see the deficiencies of her as a, as an artificial life form. You know, the, the Pinocchio thing, right? Like she wants to be, right. she wants to be real. So. But I think she also starting to see the deficiencies in in Radcliffe. Oh sure, sure, no, absolutely. Because she he talks to her like even when those when the other people that they're with the the group that they're with the way that they're disgusted by her anything not human yep. they're disgusted by they're not pure and when they're like can that thing get out the room and the way that he just falls back in a group you know like he doesn't even argue about it it's like he in the episode there's little things that she keeps seeing that disappoints her yeah um yeah especially when he finds out that she's part you know that she was based on someone else like that that really hard like her look on her face that was not a, a that was not a response that someone who's not human should have that doesn't have emotion right like she exactly was, she was angry yes. almost. Yes. So I think she's going to turn on his very quickly. She'll be turning on uh, her uh, creator. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see if she turns on him and comes down on the side of shield or if she turns on yeah. him and she's like on her own side. Uh, yeah. That will be interesting. Yeah. I wonder if, if may will affect her. Yeah. 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 So I'll be curious to see. So, uh, so yeah, so now we are caught up on Agents of Shield. Um, I mean, overall, I thought they were an okay set of episodes. I, I think uh, probably the first one was the probably the best of the bunch. Uh, yeah. These last two were okay. Uh, I just I just don't feel like enough really happened to kind of advance the story too much, especially, especially really. the last time. I mean, we got a new Inhuman yeah. in the mix, uh, and that's fine. Uh, and I and finding out what we found out about Mace, uh, you know, I, I guess that you know that. That was okay, but I feel like uh, most of what happened, like in these last two episodes, could have maybe been condensed down. Like I don't, I don't know that we needed two episodes to kind of tell the story that they're telling. I don't, I don't. Oops, sorry. I don't think we really did. I, it, it's, it did. Lo- I mean, without with Ghost Rider being gone, there, there is a little something missing. Yeah, I, I think. agree. I, I think this LMD thing is cool, but I feel like it's dragging a little too long which i never really felt yeah. that with the ghost rider part of the story i, I no i, I felt like there was enough to keep moving forward and 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 everything but i feel like this whole may being kidnapped thing now is just like okay we you know like let's let's resolve this uh this conflict so uh, i think they're missing you know i i think what was missing is they haven't added anybody new no to the cast and i think that that like I thought, you know, when they when they had the um, the new support, the security uh, for the group, you know, the, the especially the woman, I forgot the actress Piper, name, yeah. but she's all over, man. She's like, uh, she's she's in like four different shows. It's like it's like every time I which turn, is why I'm like every time I'm I like, turn she on, I see her time. somewhere. Yeah, because I thought when they when they had a scene of her talking with May. I, I thought to myself, oh, okay, great. Maybe she'll be more of a part of the show, and then they'll do a little bit more with her 
story or they'll kill her off. One or the other. Like that's kind of what happens. Yeah. With, Cause they even with, mentioned like Mace even brought her up in, in this episode. He said, yo, yeah, it only took 10 seconds for Piper to take me down this time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I thought that would be the case. I love yo-yo being in it. Yeah. Like she needs to be in it more. But I thought, you know, they would add, they should have, I thought they would add the brother to the, to the cast. I thought he was going to be a part of it before he, um, wound up in the bottle of the river. Um, so I think that's what's missing. Like when yeah. you had the Ghost Rider story, you had him as part of the group and you had more, you had new stories with him and, and it kind of, it helps the other characters not get stale, you know, the regulars yeah. when you have yeah. people to kind of, yeah. you know, piggyback off of. I like Joey. Uh, like, I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of, I think he would have been a, a nice one to have in the mix. Just one more inhuman to to kind of place in the mix. but Something. Yeah. That, yeah. It's like, it's just like they're all gone and you just, you get one and that's it. I don't even know why. They're not even even mentioned in comments. No. Like you would, at least. It, that's why it's it's been strange because it's like you have the shield is in the perfect place right now. You have the support back of the government, and you uh, Coulson has control of shield again, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's got the fall guy in front, the face yep. in front, and he gets to do his thing in the and behind the scenes. That's all set up. But it still feels like they're broke and running, you know, like trying to 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 uh, stand keep radar, going yeah. with the shoe strong. Yes, yeah. yeah, they are they're off the radar and and whatnot. And it's you know, like it just it just I don't know. It's like decide where we are with the with the organization. Either they don't have the backing that they used to have, or they, or they do. do. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's funny. Uh, so Agent Piper this week is Agent Vasquez again on Supergirl. Like she's in that. I yeah, haven't watched that episode yeah. yet, but the Martian Chronicles. The the yeah, as we record that, the one this week. So she's back yeah. as Vasquez. So it's it's just funny how she's playing like this. Uh, the, the basically the same character on two shows. She is the same person. It's yeah, funny. she is totally the same person <laughs> at the same it's, time. Which is at the same time. Yeah, which is really funny. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So we'll see how this. I mean, we're what did I, I think this was the this is episode thirteen. I think this one we just did. Yeah, boom was episode was episode thirteen. So we have like nine more episodes to go. Um, and so if they're broken up, I think we're we're probably about to. Let's see. I think we're gonna get the LMD one started with so. We should get like almost eight, like eight episodes of this. So one, two, right. three, four. So yeah, we're about halfway through, I guess, this LMD thing. So, huh. so we'll see. Like I said, I hope, yeah. it, hope it wraps up soon. Um, all right. So to finish off, we'll talk about Luke Cage. Uh, the episode is Manifest. So I believe that's episode seven. Um, and so. When we last left uh, Luke Cage, Cornell had been arrested. They finally were able to kind of pull everything together and get him and get him arrested. Um, but 
like you know every criminal gangster in a TV or a movie. Uh, he brings his or her high-powered lawyer in, and the charges, you know, are all circumstantial, and he's at least able to get out until until trial. Um, but there's a really cool scene with Cornell and Misty when he gets when his lawyer gets him off, and he's walking out, mm-hmm. and he kind of gets in, a, you know, he's kind of like real cryptic with her, and she gets right up in his face. Yeah, um, and I just I just thought thought it was really good and again it just you know this this episode will will play it play out but i just really uh i'm gonna really miss miss cornell i know Uh, i know but uh but yeah so luke continues to go after the guns so he goes after what's left of of cornell's guns later in the episode he squares off against he squares up against domingo he goes to his his gym and and goes and picks up the guns uh, and and takes them. So he's he's continuing his. He's <laughs> just walking around, just knocking people yeah. around. It's yeah, just, like it's just there's no weight to it anymore. He's just coming in and yep. just, you you shoot my clothes, man. You shoot my it's like clothes. I'm really getting tired of buying new clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. And then he pulls when he talks to Domingo. He pulls up that the gym sweatshirt. And he's like, "Does this come in a double XL?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm taking your clothes. Yeah. Uh, take your guns and your clothes. Take yeah. your boots and your motorcycle. Um, exactly. <laughs> pretty much. That's what he is. <laughs> Terminator. Yeah. Um, so after Luke, after Luke takes the guns and, uh, and, uh, Cornell gets out of, uh, gets out of jail, he wants to parlay with Luke because he, he basically mm-hmm. wants to kind of settle all this out. And so, he brings he brings Luke in and Luke at this at at this point Cornell knows who he is. Right. And so he pretty much says, Well, either you come work for me or I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody who you are. And so at this point Luke is like, Yeah, well I gotta leave because I can't I can't go back to jail. Like I can't I can't you know, I can't deal with this. Um yeah. and Claire kinda talks him tries to talk him out of it, you know, to tries to get him to, to stick around and you know, because of the things he's able to do and what he's what he's done so far, um, she tries to, to talk some sense into him. Um, and Mariah uh, holds a press conference since Cornell has been uh, not exonerated, I guess, at this point. But it, it's looking a lot better that he was released pretty quickly out of jail. So she's holding this press conference to to kind of put herself in a better light. And uh, Damon Boone shows up and. Uh, you know, under the guise of, well, he's coming to support his friend and the, the two of them go inside and have their own little parlay. And Dame yeah. and Damon wants her to step down like he he wants her spot. Um, yeah, you're embarrassing. us. Yeah, that's his that's his thing. Like, I'll I'll uh, help you out down the line. Yeah, but I want your spot. Yeah, yeah, he he basically says, look, we'll support you in your housing initiatives and, and mm-hmm. all the things you want to do, but you can't do it. You know, as a politician, you need to do it as, uh, you know, private citizen. Which shows, I mean, again, which shows kind of pretty much where she is, why she's doing it like that. It really shows her true motivation because she right. really cared about the people. She would go, okay, as yep. long as you, yep. there's a, there's a whole thing. If you, you making sure people get the housing and all that, then I'll step down. But it's not about the people. She doesn't care about that. She cares right. about the legacy and. You know, she she wants to keep her spot. Yep. The other so the other big part of this episode is so we've seen the flashback uh, episode where Luke. You know, we got Luke's backstory 
mostly in, in his time in prison and how he got his powers and all that kind of stuff. So the big flashback in this episode is back to when Cornell and Mariah were young and, and coming up in the neighborhood and how Cornell was focused on his music right. and his uncle Pete, his quote uncle Pete was trying to, to basically shield him. Like he, like Pete saw in Cornell that he really wasn't cut out for, for, this life, for that yeah. life and that he had this talent and he was going to kind of foster that. And so he kind of shielded him from, uh, from Mama Mabel and, and tried to, to go that route. And then of course Mabel mm-hmm. was trying to get Mariah to focus on, you know, going to school, becoming a lawyer right, in, her, right. in her college. You know, we've, we've talked about that, you know, several times in yeah. this episode and, and how that kind of plays out, uh, in families. Um, but man, Mama Mabel was was vicious. Yeah, <laughs> she was she vicious. So, totally. uh, and that goes with, I guess, what I will get into further episodes, as, you know, as they come. But you get more of uh, what Mariah really is and who she really takes yeah. after, even though she hates her. Yep. Like she, there's a part of her that it's a part of herself, her 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 legacy, her her real legacy, her true legacy. Um. Of being in this crime family, and they and she hates it, and she hates her, but yet she uses that <laughs> legacy oh, yeah. to get what she wants. But she still hates how be you know that that's a part of it, and how they look at her, and and there's just a fire in her when you when you ever compare her to to Mama Mabel, she just it, there's a switch that goes off in her in her that just turns her into just pure rage. Yeah. And it's funny because, because, so the, the heart of where things kind of go sideways for everybody is Mama Mabel is almost kind of like a Don Corleone. Like yeah. you can run numbers, you can run women, you can, you know, do your protection rackets, but no drugs. Like I won't, like she. I don't sell drugs to kids. Yeah. 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 That's her thing. Yeah. That's, that's totally what her thing is. Like yeah. they're trying to settle up. Like this group that we know that he's a part of, you know, like divvying up. New York, right? This is where it was coming from. This is when they were going to solidify territories. You know, it was gonna, it was, it was coming out of that. Right. And she refused. She, she still was kind of old school in terms of you don't do that. Well, cause she's in, you know, again, I think, you know, criminal, not criminal. I think she saw like, look what this stuff, cause this is, you know, the, the whole bit with, with the drug, it's not even just drugs. I mean, this is crack. Oh, like, this is the yeah. beginning. So this is. So destroy Harlem. Yeah. This is destroy this. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not looking to destroy our neighborhood and destroy our people. You know, yeah. I'm just looking to, you know, hey, if I could take some money from these jokers over here and right. funnel it, you know, A, towards myself, but B, to, you know, like they make that whole, that whole bit, uh, earlier, you know, where, you know, I grew up in the, where Shades tells her, like, I, I knew that if I needed, if you needed money for clothes, you went to Mama Mabel. To, you needed yep. school supplies, you went to Mama Mabel. So mm-hmm. in her own weird way, like, she still, again, kind of like Mariah, was looking out for the neighborhood. I mean, it was, right. you know, she. But she actually really did it. Like, yes, it, 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 yes. That, that was the thing. She actually really, really did that. Yeah. And so. And I think uh, she saw the the drug angle as being a destroyer. And not, yes, you saw ahead. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, you know, okay, people, you know, prostitution, numbers, you know, 
protection, whatever. No, I hate to say nobody's getting hurt because that sounds moronic, but it's not, it's not de- literally destroying people's lives and killing them. It's, it's, you know, right. People, it's not destroying a community from the inside. Right, out, right. I mean, to some degree, people are going to do what people are going to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you can get a little off the top from it, then I guess that's, you know, that, that's what you do. But, right. but this other thing is, is beyond that. Like you're, you're going a step beyond. Um, and then you're encouraging, you know, that, that to go on in your own neighborhood. So, so anyway, so she was, she was very strongly against that. And she finds one of her guys that, that was entertaining the ability to do that. And she cuts his finger off. Sure it does. <laughs> um, and tells him to take outside, you know, she, she tells Cornell, you know, take him outside and deal with him. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure they beat the hell out of that, get that. Oh, that I'm guy. sure they did that. Uh, and so, but again, Cornell was very, skittish like afraid almost crying because it's like man i I just want to sit and play the piano like i don't i don't want to i don't Mm want to do this like i don't want to be caught up in all this and so you know kind of all that's going on so it all comes to a head for them where cornell takes the big turn um because it turns out when they went off to go at an audition i think it was juilliard or something he was taking cornell to out there or, or to to a concert or something like that uh and he talks about how they stopped in spanish harlem and, uh, and basically Cornell to kind of cover his own butt to some degree, but also to be loyal to Mama Mabel yeah. basically says, yeah, Pete was meeting with, you know, D- D- I guess it was Domingo's father. So, uh, or, or uncle or, or whatever. And they were basically kind of trying to cut a deal on the drugs. And so when Mama Mabel found out about it, that was it. Like Pete's got to go. And, uh. So she literally pulls out a gun and gives it to mm-hmm. Cornell and makes him shoot Pete. Um, and and then the added to that yes. though, was the the thing with Mariah yes. and um and she had a there were implications there, but you there's no confirmation, but there were implications that um that there might have been some uh. Some some uh, some relations between this under very underage girl and Pete. Yeah. Well, and Uh, and then they further imply that maybe it wasn't just one sided. Um, No, that's the yeah that was that was the other implication mm -hmm. in that, and I think that that was also part of the wedge. I think uh, Cornell didn't forgive himself for causing it. You know, even though he was being loyal to Mama Mabel, he was conflicted and he knew that why he did it. So I think there was a part of that self-hate from that. And then added to that, he resented uh, Mariah because he thinks that she also helped to cause the strain yeah. between them, too. Yeah. So there was it, it was almost like it was a lot of the crab in the barrel thing. Like they, Mariah and Cornell pulling each other down. Yeah, like they yeah. did not encourage each other at all. They pull, you know, they just, they just save their own asses when they were kids. Yeah. And, so. and, and there's a little bit of each wanted the, what the other had, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it was, re- so it was really interesting how that, how that played out. And so again, that was kind of the, the, the catalyst that pushed Cornell down the path that, that he was on. Um, mm-hmm. So after, after all, and that kind of plays in and out of the episode, all that stuff doesn't happen, you know, one shot. Um, right. but 
<clears throat> so in the end, now that so Mariah also gets a call from I guess the lead the the head of the of the council and basically says, yeah, you're out. Like you may not want to mm-hmm. be out, but you're out. And so yeah. that like completely sets her off. So she goes to Cornell to to confront him over it. Like you idiot. Like this is what you've cost me. Like your nonsense uh, and your dealings. Uh, have cost me my seat and you know my hope for any kind of legacy is is toast and uh so it they, the two of them just start getting into this really heated argument and that's when this whole thing comes up with yeah. with cornell where he basically accuses mariah of not being a victim of mm-hmm. you know of sexual abuse but being a willing participant uh and mariah just loses it uh and she whacks him over the head with a bottle pushes him out the the window on the upper floor of the club by accident because that really yeah. was by accident yeah. and then when he fell that's when she just basically you know gave into it yeah. but that was that was the accident part yeah but she's when she pushed him yeah, yeah. And she's screaming i didn't want it like she just yeah she kept yeah and i didn't want it yeah. and she's just screaming and screaming and then she goes down there and and then she just finishes she picks up that mic stand the switch and, man yeah yeah and just and you see his face, man. Yep. He, it's just the the look on his face of like she never because play she did raise this kid, like yeah. she did raise Cornell yeah. from a baby up. So it's like imagine being killed by, you know, practically your mother. Yeah. So there was just that look on his face that just that just did it, you know. And uh, we say goodbye to one of the best actors, man. And the show, man, I'm really yeah, heavy loss. I'm really, and we, we, I think Matthew and I talked about this before too, but I, I get part of it is because part of it is that they want to position Mariah and her character as the big bad. I mean, and, yeah. and unfortunately, Mahershala Ali's character was just the the victim of of that decision. Like that's the route mm-hmm. they want to go down, and I, I guess I can understand where it doesn't make sense to have the two of them, you know, on there if you're trying to make one of them dominant because it's hard for one of them to be completely dominant if the other's there. But man, he he just owned that role, and he owned it. And he owned every it. time he and- had an interaction, like you know, with other with the other characters, I, I mean, he just. Man, it was just it was gold, and so I would have even preferred if they could have turned him. Like yeah. I would have even preferred it, like if they had stripped him of all his power and tried to kill him. Yeah. And then what if we got a scene of because he did have some humanity. He had more humanity yeah. than than Mariah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could tell just in the way. I mean. Th- the way he dealt with the you know the music, you could just tell you know mm-hmm. when he was kind of in in that moment, like when he was you know dealing with his stuff at the club and um and and the you know kind of that side of things, you you could tell. Right. Um, so I would have it was so much they could have done, like if if they could have kept him alive and he could have been the the one to testify against Mariah or yeah. And or you know like or he had to team up with Luke Cage to survive for both yeah, of them. Yeah. Like they both, I would have loved to have seen their interaction of both of them try having to work together yeah. for their own survival. But it's just this is one of those times where it's either I wish they had a couple more episodes, yeah, or um, or they had not repeated so many 
of the same stuff in so many other episodes. Like yeah. the, these confrontations that yeah. they didn't need to have, they could have cut them. You could have had the confrontation in the in the beginning, and then a confrontation towards his taking him down. Like that could have been it, but it just it just felt like it, it just was. He was just taken off the board yeah. where there was just so much more that he could have done. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. contributed. Yeah, it's a shame, but. But I, you know, and, and I don't know. Part of it was they didn't want to feel like, okay, here's another show, and then we have the protagonist fighting another male, you know, antagonist. That maybe they just trying to want to try and mix it up. Maybe, you know, I mean, you have Alfred Woodard take advantage of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. So I, I'm curious to see how this plays out. I mean, the the big, the main thing is just um, because she doesn't. I mean, there's, you know, at this point, there's six episodes left, but she doesn't have a ton of stuff to do. I mean, the, the next six no. episodes really aren't, there's not a lot of focus on her. So I'm really curious no. to see where they, in do. fact, in fact, they do the, the same nonsense trope of now it becomes the Misty keep uh, confronting her yeah. Yeah. every couple of episodes yep. Yep. instead of, you know, and it's just like there's no need. You don't have to have a face to face so many times. Like make it mean something when they do have a face to face. And I don't think they do. They do that too much with these characters in this in this particular yeah show. Agreed. Uh, so we get towards the end of the episode, and Luke is kind of having this conversation about Claire again. She's trying to convince him to stick mm-hmm. around. Yeah, it's getting a little romantic. Yeah, now. yeah, it's starting All to get a little vibe. softer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he starts tell, telling her about his past, you know, and how he was a preacher's son, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he couldn't. He, you know, the problem is he can't really go back home. And she's, you know, like, well, why not? And he's, well, I'm, I'm you, you, basically, my father. I'm a criminal, and that's all I'll ever be to my father. Like, I'll never be anything but a criminal. Um, and so I, I can't go back. Uh, you know, too much disgrace or whatever. Um. So, you know, they're, they're kind of having their moment or whatever. And, and then at the end of the episode, Diamondback, uh, has one of the, has the Judas, the Judas bullet and the, and yeah. the hammer gun and shoots him in the gut. And, uh, he goes down writhing in pain. And that's, that's the end of the episode. So, uh, enter Diamondback stage left, which I really like the actor that plays Diamondback. Yeah, but he's in a different show. But yeah, it's almost like this turned into a mustache twirling um caricature of a villain, you know? And yeah. and especially when you contrast it with what they did with with Cornell, it's just like it's like two different like it's just so bizarre that they like tonally there was just such a shift because he plays it so like he hammed it up so hard. He did. Um, he really did. And I, I it was black exploitation. It, it yeah, yeah, when yeah. you get to his part, yeah. they got away from a lot of the the, the really negative black exploitation type parts of of the character, right? Um, but when they get to th- when they bring him in, it's like they're going all out. Yeah. with that, like he comes off as such the. The uh yeah, his his character is just so just one note. Yeah. And throughout the rest of the series that it's just it's such a change because with Cornell there was there were shades to Cornell and 
and there there were shades to to Mariah, but there's no shades to him. Yeah, like, he is just yeah. the the uh, unsympathetic, childish, uh, bully, brutish, stereotypical villain. You know. Yeah. And it's like he's like everything that he's pretty much everything that Luke Cage hates. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cornell is elite culture to a point, yep. and, you know. He has the, this guy. No, he, this guy has none of that. This, this, and he doesn't come off as someone who would be. So again, the kingpin problem. Like you set this guy up to be someone who's the head of this organization that is supposed to be dangerous. When you hear his name, yeah, he commands yeah. respect. I mean, he doesn't even show up for six episodes. No. I mean, that's the whole thing. No. Like, you, the expectation and the weight of this character is so heavy. Right. And then they right. bring him in, and he's basically exposing himself by running down the street, shooting with bullets. With and, a big-ass gun. Yeah. It's like, and then, why would you? And then, like, a rocket, not a rocket launcher, but, like, a grenade yeah. launcher thing. It's like, what the hell? It's like, it made no sense. Yeah. And nobody, and it's just him. Yeah, and he, yeah. Like it just it just doesn't make any. He'd be the guy I could definitely see in Defenders because he'd beat somebody at the fight really quick. Yeah, you, get, you know, yeah. like, but for someone to to, I don't know, just I, I just it just it really to me it hurt the show. Yeah, like when they when they I think they should have switched it. They should have had this guy. Yeah, be the one he had to face early. Yeah. And so when he takes him out, it, it's understandable why it all goes to hell, right? Because he's that he's that type of person. Like he would mess it all up, right? But you know, the you know the other the way that Cornell is played, Cornell should have been the one who uh, was the big bad that you don't even get yeah. to really see him deal with until the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I can't blame Eric Larry Harvey. I mean, it's not his I mean it's not his I'm sure he's playing, playing it exactly the way they told him to That's play. What they wanted. Um Yeah. They directed it. Yeah. If they didn't want him to play it this way, they would have to and when his direction they would have told him to go another route. Yeah. So he played it the way that they wanted him to play yeah. it. So it's not on him. Did you see did you watch Boardwalk Empire? Did you see Oh yeah. Yeah, he was really good in, in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, he was good um, in Boardwalk Empire. So yeah, so again, I think it was kind of it's kind of a disservice to him as an actor. It um, totally is because it it made him such a character, just a, just a crazy character yeah. that he could do better. He's done better. Yeah, yeah. like it just. Um, yeah, yeah. It, we'll we can get into it. Yeah, we'll next. definitely get it. Yeah, as we go along. So, so yeah. So that was manifest. Um, and like I said, we'll do some. Hopefully, we can we can get caught up, and we'll we'll do at least two more. But if we can if we can get caught up on Agents of Shield, I think we'll sneak a third one in. These next three kind of like group together because it's it's kind of about yeah, what happens right. to Luke after he's shot, and then you know he has to go get healed and and everything else. So you know there's there's some there's some flow there that I think we can we can kind of kind of cover. So that's cool. Well, good. Um, we got through it. Uh, I think hopefully Matthew will be back next week. Uh, he's going through a move, so he's got a bunch of stuff yeah. going on. Um, and then we'll, we'll finish this off and we'll still, we still haven't figured out what we're going to do for Iron Fist. We got a few ideas, uh, mm-hmm. and I've heard Johnny M may come out of retirement again. He's really committed to wanting to do Iron Fist. Iron, 
I don't I don't trust that guy. I'll come up with excuses. Yeah, if, if anybody's been listening to the show for a while, they know how crazy John is about Iron Fist, just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. So, so I don't know. We may we've even talked about doing like a couple marathon recording sessions and just splitting them up into into chunks. So like right. you know, we may just behind the scenes like record for two you know a couple hours one night and a couple hours another night and talk nothing but Iron Fist and then just break them out. Um, and just filter mm-hmm. them in. So we'll, we'll see. Again, it, a lot yeah. of this depends on how the show pans out, you know, and if there are discrete, yeah, taste. Yeah, yeah, discrete arcs or, you know, really strong, uh, character episodes, then we could break it out that way. So we won't know until it happens. Yeah. Till that Friday when everyone per, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. binging on yeah. every episode. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, and again, go to hhwlod.com where you can check out all the cool stuff we got. Walking Dead is coming back, uh, this, this week. Uh, we'll get the second half of season seven kicking off. So we'll be back to that, uh, weekly podcast. Um, as well as you can hear Daryl, as well as Jim Dietz and crew on DC TV podcasts on the same network. And you can head over to the Taylor Network of Podcasts where Daryl has tons of stuff going on. Uh, including the one that I joined him with weekly, uh, Gotham by Geeks, which is a lot of fun. Uh, yes. We have a lot of fun with that. Me and Mike Myers and Chris Campbell and uh, and Daryl do that. And got a few interviews. If you haven't checked it out, t- definitely check it out. We got a few uh, really good interviews in the can over there as well too. So if you're uh, if you want to check those out and and some good stuff coming up too. So. So thanks everybody. Head over to facebook.com slash MCU podcast, uh, and hit us up on Twitter at IAC, at MCU underscore podcast. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter. Um, and you can email me if you like, uh, IAC at HHWLOD.com. Uh, and we will go over your feedback on the show. Um, I got a little bit that we can cover next week, actually, from, from last week that we'll, we'll talk about, uh, next week. So. Uh, Until next week, you've been listening to It's All Connected.